0: Hi, we're JT Media. I'm Jack. And I'm Thomas. And we bring you the latest in sports news. From MMA to soccer. And NFL to NBA. All right, so we're going to kick off JT Media episode 11 by talking about the last Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Rams. So... What
1: were your thoughts on this Super Bowl, Kennedy? Well, obviously a really defensive game. I mean, it it was really close up until the last quarter. I would say final score, of course, uh, Patriots thirteen, Rams three. Tom Brady yes. won his sixth Super Bowl. I I just think Fabulous. that I, I just think that when it comes down to it, the Rams, even though they did go to the playoff last year, they are still an inexperienced team. Uh, Sean McVay he's he's uh, he's the coach of the future but when it comes down to it in the fourth quarter there's no one better than Bill Belichick and Tom Brady
0: yeah I mean that game really showed you what coaching ex- quarter coaching and quarterback experience does for you yeah Bill Belichick and Brian Flores the foreign, uh, former defensive coordinator mm-hmm. now the Miami Dolphins head coach yep. out coached Sean McNay they did yeah That's- especially in the fourth quarter right and I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed the game for the first half. I remember texting you. Yeah. I was enjoying the really defensive game because it was hard hitting. It was nice. It was good. It was refreshing. Yeah. But then once it got into the third and fourth quarter, mm-hmm. the Patriots started to pull away a little bit and the Rams started to get sloppy, which isn't fun to watch. Right. And I think that people expected it to be a low score in first half and then it to really pick up in the second half as many Patriots games do. Mm-hmm. But that one just didn't. And uh, Tom Brady's won six rings.
1: Like that's incredible. That's the most. Like all six
0: New England Super Bowls have come through one player. Right, and and my coach. Yeah, I hate Tom Brady. I hate Bill yes. Belichick. But I can't. You gotta give. He's him respect, the goat, man. He has to be the greatest of all time. Joe, man, Montana's
1: second. Tom Brady is the best of all time. There's no real debate yeah. at this point.
0: I mean, it, it, hes not the most talented quarterback of all time. No. Now that many that could be Steve Young, John Elway, Dan Montana, Marino, Dan Marino. He didn't win. Aaron Rodgers yeah. even is up there. Yeah. But, like Drew Brees, even, but there's yeah. no. But no one could ever replicate what he did. It's crazy. and Right. And people talk about, you know, oh, Bill Belichick made Tom Brady good. Tom Brady made Bill Belichick good. They both made it each other good. Yeah, yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. They. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Tom Brady's the greatest player of all time. This is the greatest dynasty, I think, in the history of the NFL. Maybe even the history of sports, considering how difficult it is to have a dynasty in the NFL? I would say American sports, yeah. Yes. I mean, in Europe, you could argue that Manchester United had a better dynasty with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, but, you know... Barcelona have had a dynasty forever. Barcelona have had a dynasty in uh, La Liga for a very long time. Yeah. However, no one has dominated a professional sport that is traditionally more hard to predict than every other American sport.
1: And... Let's be honest, the Patriots really didn't deserve to go to the Super Bowl this year. The, I think the Chargers, if it was in Los Angeles, had a real shot at beating them. It's just the fact that they pulled out enough wins to play at Foxborough, and then they it was controversial. They figured out a way to beat the Chiefs, and then whenever it comes down to the Super Bowl, it's just so hard to count against the Patriots. I
0: know, and it, it It's incredible how the season went for the Patriots, because we were sure that they were not going to make the Super Bowl this year. Right. We said, oh, they, they've lost too many away games, and Tom Brady hasn't been you know, on point like he has been in other years because he had a down year, statistically. Right. And even in a down year, he still made, he still won the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, and, and what, what the Patriots as a team, as an
1: organization showed in the Super Bowl, too, is the fact that Tom Brady doesn't have to have a good game he went 21 for 35 for 262 yards and one interception. That's not a real that's not a good game. Yet they yeah. still pulled out pretty handedly in the fourth quarter with the Sony Michelle touchdown. It, they, they didn't need to have Tom Brady to have his best game in order to beat the Rams.
0: Right. And what I think is interesting about this Patriots team as we look ahead is they have a a really bright future. Like now this is going to take a little bit of luck on their part, but they've had it. You know, they have their next head coach in place. They have Josh McDaniels. He's obviously staying around for when Belichick finally retires. Right. because He's getting up there. Tom Brady's going to retire at some point. He has to. He's, what, 41, 40, 40? Yeah. Like Eventually, he's going to have to retire. This is a sport where you just don't play up at quarterback. He says 45. 45. I don't think he'll make it to 45 and still be a starter. It I think eventually – I think he has another two years at a really high level. If he takes the and, amount of hits
1: he took this year, he's not going to make it till 45, but if they fix their O-line, then there's a chance.
0: Right, and what's, what's crazy about this is that they have an organization that is stable. They have a head coach in the future for Josh McDaniels that is stable, right. that people like in that organization. They have Sony Michelle who's a very good running back. Mm-hmm. They have James White who isn't that old yet. You know well, Michelle is to... a rookie, I think, out of Georgia. Yeah, he is. Out of Georgia. So they can have um, him forever. Right. And this is this is what's crazy is that if they draft correctly, they have a ton of picks this year. If they draft correctly this year and next year, and get those nice young pieces to develop around a quarterback that I think they should take in this year's first round. They give him a year, two years to develop underneath Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. And like I said, in an organization that supports them, they will be – they might go from this dynasty, maybe take three years of being off, and then go right back, right back into another it. dynasty. Yeah. It's, it's incredible that they are able to do this and how well positioned they are if they just make a couple of right decisions. Right. So I think that concludes these Patriots Super Bowl talk oh, well, as, we trans- yeah, yeah. as we transition now into Antonio Brown officially requested a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers, met with the Steelers organization to officially word that he wants to leave. And they gave him the okay to do so, that they'll, they'll, they'll try and shop him. So now the question is, what's happening? Where do you think he should go? All right. I have no idea where he's going
1: to go, but I do have seven teams where I would like to see him play, and I think he would be good and successful there. The first team that I think would really be cool to see him play there is the Saints. Now, it would be really hard to get him there because the Saints already have to pay a lot of people. But imagine Drew Brees, who's winding down on his career, be able to pass to Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown with their running back two-row. That offense would be unstoppable.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look and see some statistics here. They have I don't so Mark Ingram is leaving this year. His contract is expiring. Well but Yeah, that doesn't mean he's gonna leave though. That doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna leave, but if especially if they bring in Antonio Brown, I think they should personally let Mark Ingram leave. I don't think they need him anymore. Yeah, Camaro's amazing. Kamara's incredible, but they would have Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, uh,
1: Antonio Brown.
0: And then Antonio Brown. That's insane. Yeah.
1: Plus they have Des, Des Bryant, Bryant still, still, technically.
0: Des Bryant's still with them. So out of all the teams that you picked, all seven of them, which one do you besides the Saints want to see him on? What do you think is the most likely place he'll most
1: go to? likely? uh most likely probably 49ers because of yeah. his expressed interest in going to that market right but the place i'd like to see him the most is the new york giants besides the saints really? besides the saints um wow him and odell beckham junior are some of the most or i think they they are the most like uh, outspoken wide receivers in the league and just to see them be on the same team i think that would be like watching your fantasy team play on TV, and I think it would just be a really cool thing to see. Plus, if they draft the quarterback that I think they are going to do, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I think that could be a really deadly thing with Saquon Barkley, and uh, if they fix up their defense, that could be a really good team.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I have have four main teams. I have the Patriots, Packers, 49ers, and Raiders, and I think the teams that are most likely to try and make a move for them, Mm -hmm. or at least offer something. The Raiders have the assets already. They have five first-round picks the next two years. They have the 49ers, who need to give uh, Garoppolo some more pieces. They have a solid number two in slot receivers. They have Jerick McKinnon coming back from his ACL injury. And the tight end. They have have the tight end in George Kittle, who's incredible. They have a really nice uh, young head coach, just like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. They could potentially take a really good defensive player with their uh, pick in the first round. Get trade for Antonio Brown with their second round pick, and then have a really, really, really solid team that they'll need in a division that's on the rise. Which is incredible to say that that division's on the rise, if even it's even though it's already so good. But um, yeah, well, well, uh, we like, thought Seattle was going to drop off, but it looks like they're not rebuilding yeah. somehow. Oh yeah, that's something else we need to talk about in the quarterbacks. That's what we're going to do after this one. I'm going to insert something. All right. We have the rock, and then I have the Packers. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is a very, very expensive guy yeah. on this team. And he has no help besides Devontae Adams. Right. And Jim, Jimmy it.
1: Graham hasn't really been productive enough for him to.
0: Right. Everyone, that's the thing with the Packers. Everyone always was really overhyped and everyone was so excited to see Jimmy Graham there. And I remember saying on the podcast, this will not matter. Well, yeah,
1: I- we, were, we were talking about that. and. Seriously, all of the mainstream media said the Packers are always good because they, they are usually good, right? They're usually a playoff team. But, like, we knew it going in that this team was not good. Aaron Rodgers is taking all this money. He has no team around him.
0: Plus, in the offseason, right. they were falling apart. So, I think the Packers should take a running back on this draft. I
1: don't Definitely. know where.
0: I don't know which one. They need to take a running back or try and go after um, Mark Ingram, Jay Jay. What are the running backs that may be available in free agency, right. and then pair them with Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, who they should trade for, and Aaron Rodgers, which would be a sick team on offense. Their defense is still underwhelming,
1: but you they know they have a new head. The Chiefs had it's... a really good offense and a terrible defense. So if you have a really good offense in to today's NFL, you're pretty you're pretty sad. It's true.
0: Then I have the Patriots now. Their deep threat this year was Josh Gordon, who actually did pretty good for them while he was around. (laughs) And then they lost him. And then we were like, oh, no, they can't make it to the Super Bowl because they don't have a good deep threat. And then Julian Edelman just tore it up for them. Don't don't ask me how that happened. But if they can trade for an outspoken guy like Antonio Brown, he could be that Randy Moss for them. Right? They had Randy Moss when they won a Super Bowl. And I think that if they bring in a guy similar to that, who's one of the greatest receivers of all time statistically, is Antonio Brown, he'd fit in perfectly. And I think it'd be really fun to see what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels would do with um, Antonio Brown on that team.
1: Plus, if he was able to stay there for long enough, when their next QB comes in, he would have his number one target already there who knows the offense, who could get open for him, make it easier
0: And then I think that uh, they could potentially take um, uh, Noah Fant, tight end, uh, in this draft with their 32nd overall pick, just because they have um, that. That would be the replacement to uh, Rob Gronkowski, right? That they uh, didn't get last year, and they could potentially wait to go quarterback. Um, that I think most likely it'll be the 49ers that he goes to. He's spoken with Jerry Rice. He likes Jimmy Garoppolo. He's confident in him. He likes the rest of the core that, that team has right now. He likes Kyle Shanahan. I think that's where he'll go. I want to see him the most on the Packers because I feel bad seeing Aaron Rodgers' career wasted. Yeah. Do not like the Packers? So that's where I'm at with that. And then I think that's all we have to say on the topic. Pretty sure for Antonio Brown, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the Joe Flacco Broncos trade, moving from the Ravens to Denver uh, for a mid-round pick. Um, what do you think about this? Well, you know, if they were going to get
1: uh, and or Joe Flacco from anywhere, for, for any uh, draft pick, I mean, a, a mid-round pick is not bad. I just don't really – I mean, I'd rather the Broncos draft somebody, really. It's, it's really mm-hmm. – it's, it's, no, it's no different uh, from Case Keenum. Like, uh, they showed the stats, and, like, he has one more touchdown or something. I just don't think that he's going to make that much of a difference. But, I mean, I've been wrong before. I just, I just don't see it.
0: I really don't see it. So, I actually disagree with you a little bit. I do think the Broncos should draft a quarterback. I don't think that's debatable. But I think what Gian Elway saw – was that organization and John Elway and that team was not competent in Case Keenan. They were not. Right. They wanted Kirk Cousins. They didn't get him. They, they got Case Keenan. They did not actually want Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. They trade for Joe Flacco for a fourth-round, fifth-round pick, which I think is worth it. I think that is – Yeah, that, that, was a good, I, that was a good trade. That was a great trade for the Broncos. But I think that having a guy that John Elway uh, – really, really, really likes. He's expressed that he really likes uh, Joe Flacco. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. And I think that seeing what Lamar Jackson did, where many people thought that he wouldn't be successful in the NFL, he wouldn't be a successful quarterback, and he comes in, sits about half the season, a little over behind Joe Flacco. Flacco gets hurt. They put in Jackson, and he's really successful. I think the Broncos saw that and want someone that can develop a quarterback Like Joe Flacco did. Oh, so you think he's not going to like – he might start this season, but he's really there to develop the quarterback that they're going to draft next. Exactly. I think they will draft a quarterback this year with uh, the pick that they have. And then I think they will trade. Then I think they'll probably keep Flacco as a backup, try and rework his contract. But they have the 10th pick in this draft. There's a lot of guys that – we'll get to this uh, in our next segment – but I think that there are guys in this draft that would develop perfectly under Flacco and are the same kind of guy that I think fits perfectly with what Denver's trying to accomplish. And they already have a solid core. Right. Like, this team is, is is I think, an underrated – I think they're better now with Joe Flacco than they are with Case Keenum. Even though their stats are similar, I look at it like, who would you rather have for the next three years, Case Keenum or Joe Flacco? And I feel like 90% of the time, that answer is Joe Flacco.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think he'll last three years. The, the problem I have is
0: well, right. Alex
1: Smith uh, in Kansas City, when they knew everybody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be the future, even like the whole Kansas City organization said that. That year, Alex Smith put on the best numbers of his life and played amazing. It still got traded, mm-hmm. but I was way more confident in – The Redskins drafting him, or not drafting, uh, trading for him, or free, whatever happened, I forget. But um, yeah, whenever they got him, then I am right now with Joe Flacco goes to the Broncos because Joe Flacco knew Lamar Jackson was there and still didn't perform to the level that was needed in order to go on and win. Uh, I just think that. That and and in, in Alex Smith's case, he actually had a good year, and the Redskins were going to make the playoffs. But then, of course, he got injured, and he might not play again. But uh, that, that's why I'm so that's why I'm still skeptical about the Joe Flacco thing. But I do see that if they're trying to get an experienced quarterback to help develop uh, the next young talent in Denver.
0: Yeah, and I'm obviously I think I'm more confident in Alex Smith going to Washington last year than I am with Flacco going to Denver this year. But I still – I don't think Joe Flacco is the answer for Denver, and I think they know that. They know that he's not the answer. But they saw that how he handled that situation with Lamar Jackson, and I think that they know they are not poised to compete in the division or in the AFC. It's because they're in a division with a Raiders team on the rise with three first-round picks. Kansas City and Chargers. Kansas City and uh, L.A.
1: That's a good division. That this might be the best division in football
0: come uh, next yes, year. Yes, it, it might be. Um, yes. I, th- I think that's about what you can say about it. Yeah. Like, this is they traded for Joe Flacco because I think he'll be a better transitional guy. Mm-hmm. And I think there'll be a market for Case Keenum, I really do. But that contract that he's on and how he performed last year, I don't think will bode well. Yeah. <laughs> for... uh. It might be, oh, no, we missed on all these quarterbacks. We need to go trade for someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that might win it might be what ends up happening with Case King. Right. All right, so moving on from one quarterback story that is factual to another quarterback story that is completely bogus. Yeah. Colin Cowherd yesterday goes on air and says that he thinks Russell Wilson wants to go to the Giants mm-hmm. for many reasons, including that. New York is more marketable, and Russell Wilson will fit better there. Out of context, this makes sense. Yes, Sierra thinks that like likes New York better and doesn't like Seattle. But what the heck? Like, what? And what universe would Seattle? You're a Seahawks Of fan, course. What universe would Seattle trade to the, trade Wilson to the Giants? And what would the Giants have to give up? To get one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, I think he's a top seven quarterback. I mean, he's elite,
1: and I, I obviously okay. have him higher because uh, I want to see how Right. I mean, did,
0: did, I don't I don't get it. We, that that trade would involve at least Odell two yeah. first round picks. It would it would involve at least two first round picks, multiple seconds. It would be bigger than the Khalil Mack trade was for the Bear. Oh, a lot to bigger, Yeah. I don't understand one why the Seahawks would do that while they're on the rise. I don't think Russell Wilson has expressed any interest in going to New York publicly, at least. Yeah. Uh, what What happened was
1: I I, I looked into this, uh, because as a Seahawks fan, I panicked. I saw, I was like, okay, what is going on right now? And so I looked into it. What happened was because Russell Wilson is approaching his last year on his contract and hasn't signed yet because the Seahawks need to sign some of our defensive players this year, right? So he's going to wait a year so that those players can get paid before he gets paid so we can have a better better team, right? But what what his agent and him were talking about, because they need to go over every possible possibility, was if he, for some reason, didn't get signed just out of – you know, because you need to go over every possibility – he said he would try and look into New York. But that was just if he doesn't get signed, which is not going to happen.
0: Right. In, in an event where Russell Wilson decides, I don't want to go to Seattle anymore, or he has a down year for some reason and Seattle says, We don't want you, we don't want to pay you what you want, he will get traded next offseason. They'll franchise tag him and trade him. But that is it. It's extremely
1: unlikely scenario well, but, th- but that's what agents have to do they have to go over those scenarios and that's right. and that's what happened except for the news leak said oh he wants to go to new york
0: which was right. way off base from what actually right. was going on and a part of the thing that people think that are con- that are cowherd fans i think gives him credibility with this that the- him uh, cowherd wilson and sierra are all part of the same talent agency so they think that they think that cowherd has some inside sources but really this is just something to get clicks to that's what i was uh, just
1: about to say it, it's more of a clickbait type of thing right.
0: like and
1: it worked i mean that that was the top news story for days right
0: so it's just frustrating Cause that that kind of it was it was a little scare, but like
1: once you look into it, it's like okay, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. What's worrying is that people don't check these things. Yeah. So they will. Well, it doesn't just go for sports; it goes for everything. People don't check their stories. Right.
0: Right. So this is this is worrying. Cowherd already lost a lot of credibility just based off of the things that he says on his show. He does say some smart stuff. I watch his show for the entertainment value because he does say mm-hmm. some smart things that I can then look into and form my own opinions. Right. But this is just completely out of the realm of possibility for either team. Yeah, The Giants are in a great position with Saquon Barkley, who I think is a top three running back. He was last year. They have a good first round they have, that They could draft the re- quarterback. Right. They're in a division that has shown to be unpredictable with an Eagles team that has an uncertain future. Redskins say that came out Goward, of Right. The Redskins have an uncertain future. Cowboys have an uncertain future. It's there it's it's a crossing roads right mm-hmm. now in that division. And I would only see the Giants trading for Russell Wilson if the Seahawks either significantly lowered a market value price. Cause he would easily get one of the Max contract Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers got... I don't think he will ask for that. Uh, yeah, I don't think Russell Wilson I don't think he, is that kind of yeah, guy. I don't think he would but, do it
1: in Seattle, but I think if he does go to New York, he would do it because, I mean... Right.
0: He's getting, he's getting traded anyways. Right. And what I don't understand is... One of his main points was that New York is more marketable. So that, you know... Despite from the fact that his wife doesn't like living there and all that kind of stuff, he said, Russell Wilson it has more could make more money being marketed in the new york area rather than in seattle however i argue name one just look at northwest right so we look at the northwest mm-hmm. so oregon washington idaho look at that region right. even vancouver if you were to go to the general american public there are only two guys there's, a, there's no one more marketable in that region than Russ Wilson. Right. He's the biggest athlete there. Mm-hmm. The only person that even comes close is Damian Lillard for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, and that's not even that close, really. Uh, I... That's They're in different
0: stratospheres, it, It's and for some reason. And then he goes to New York, and then he's competing with the Yankees, and then Saquon yeah. mm-hmm. Barkley, and Odell Beckham, and the Jets, whoever they draft, Sam Darnold. And then they're still relatively close to Boston and Philadelphia and other really huge markets that, yes, he could tap into, but he's not going to get anywhere better than Seattle right now.
1: Yeah. I think his point was that he would make more sponsorships and stuff, but, I mean, he literally, like, the Northwest that is really Seahawks fans because there's no other teams really by there, and – He's also been there for so long now that like he is the franchise quarterback for Seattle has been for some time, and it just right. I, I just can't see that happening.
0: I don't know. So now moving yeah, on, okay, from yeah, the factual story to the crazy story to the Our, potential, yeah. the potential stories. So we have teams that may be in the market for a quarterback or a developmental quarterback. So we have the. Arizona Cardinals, Miami Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. Oakland, maybe. Maybe, right? I don't, we don't know. Oakland, probably. Soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. Could be the San Diego Raiders. We don't even know yeah. yet.
1: Actually, wait, didn't they sign? They signed something with like the Oakland Coliseum for one year or two years. I hope. Hopefully, I I think that happened because that would be so I'm, awkward if they went to. I, I think I'm pretty sure that happened. But like, imagine the Raiders playing in San Diego. That'd be. Oh. that'd be hilarious.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the Giants and Redskins and Patriots. Right. So we'll start off with the Arizona Cardinals. There are rumors that former USC offensive coordinator and Texas Tech head coach, now Arizona Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, He said while at Texas Tech, before playing Patrick Mahomes in college, that if he had the number one overall pick in the NFL, he would take him. He now has the number one overall pick, but he has a quarterback who had an underwhelming rookie season in Josh Rosen. Do you buy the rumors that the Cardinals are in on Kyler Murray? Uh... Well, he
1: himself said that he is sticking with Josh Rosen. That was an interview before he had actually officially taken the job for the Cardinals. I just don't think that you sign a, a guy one year and then you trade him away the next. I just don't think that's in the realm of possibility. So for the Cardinals quarterback situation, I am going
0: to say they stick with Josh Rosen. I have the exact same thing. The only way. I could see them taking a quarterback is if they take someone else, most likely uh, Nick Bosa with the number one overall pick. Right. Oh, that would be – yeah. Then that would be a great pick for them. They should should do that. Then something happens at the combine where Kyler Murray slides. So he slides down to the second round where they pick first overall again. In which case they could – At which point I think they take Kyler Murray – but the question is, what made him slide in that scenario? I don't think that would happen. I don't think it'll happen. I think there are too many teams that need a quarterback, and this isn't a good enough quarterback class mm-hmm. for them to, for, to matter. I think that almost nothing Kyler Murray could do besides a horrific injury or a terrible combine make it so that he would
1: slide that Even a terrible combine, because Leonard Fournette had a horrible combine, and still... Cause, like it, Combines matter more for the players that are going to go three through six round. Really. It, right. it, it's not so much for the first and second rounders because they already know what they're getting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, so now moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Okay, I'm going to say they sign, relating back to the Broncos, I'm going to say they sign Case Keenum. Uh... Hmm. Ryan Tannehill has been injured a lot. Brock Osweiler did show some good games, but he's still Brock Osweiler. I'm going to say the go for Kingdom.
0: Huh. All right. I had them drafting a quarterback at number, they pick 15. Oh, 13. I think 13 overall. I think Washington picks 15. Um,. I have them taking Daniel Jones out of Duke. Right. He's the kind, I think he's the most based off of what scouts are saying about him. I think he is the most pro ready quarterback out of this draft class besides Dwayne Haskins, but I don't have him being available by then. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and I think that having a pro ready quarterback in Miami is important. I think that, uh, that being a possibility – Tannehill's not good. No. He had one good um, year. He had one good year, got paid, and then got hurt too much to be cost-effective. Um, I think that's – this quarterback class is really underwhelming, but I think that's the best option for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. All right, so now moving on. And then to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Yeah, my most interesting team mm-hmm. for this next season. I have them taking
1: no one in the draft, but rather trading the Eagles for Nick Foles. I have the exact same thing. I think that's the smart thing to do. Nick Foles, he has to be traded at this point, right? I mean, he's proved, yes. he's, proved he's too good just to be a backup. I, it's crazy hmm. what that guy has been able to do. The, uh, the Eagles have made the, their intentions clear that Wentz is their guy, and I respect that because he is younger. I agree with it. Uh, I think Nick Foles has shown better in the playoffs, but worse than the regular season. But I think with a talent, really talented Jaguars team, who just a season ago were really, really good, but they didn't have a quarterback this year, and for whatever reason, they like just flopped. I think with a decent to really good quarterback in the playoffs, they could be
0: fantastic again. Right, so... I currently – it is my belief that the Jacksonville Jaguars and um, Philadelphia Eagles are working on a trade uh, currently, and they're waiting to sign the franchise tag on uh, uh, Nick Foles until Foles knows that he'll have a new home not in Philadelphia. Um, I think he'd be a great fit uh, to go to – um, Jacksonville. Right. So then moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think this is a pretty obvious one, considering they have a new quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think they, because they got him Bruce Arians, who has traditionally uh, been developing good quarterbacks and has been able to get the best out of them. I think Jameis Winston will have a resurgence next year. I think he's a talented guy, but he just hasn't had the right team around him, the right coaching staff. I think Bruce Arians will get that for him. I think they should stick with Jameis Winston.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, that's for the Buccaneers, that's that's who I had too. Jameis Winston. He's he's he he needs to be their guy, and that that's who I have.
0: Alright. Alright, so continuing now with the John Gruden led Oakland Raiders. What do you think they should do? All right. What I think they should do
1: is keep Derek Carr because he was okay. Just I think John Gruden coming in kind of threw off the balance. But what I think they will do is draft the risk Kyler Murray. I think that John Gruden thinks he can mold him and uh, make him a good quarterback and fit under the system.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I do not have the Raiders doing that. I have them sticking with Derek Carr for at least another year. I think if John Gruden does take a quarterback, it would involve Derek Carr having a really bad year. Yes, They seem to get along more towards the end of the year. Um, At the beginning of the year, I would have definitely said they'll take a quarterback. But now I think that they can stick with Derek Carr for another year and see how it plays out. If he starts to not get along with John Gruden, they could trade him at the trade deadline next year and get another first-round pick for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about as good as – that's what I think will happen. I definitely do think that they should stick with Derek Carr because I think he's a solid quarterback.
1: Yeah, and, and before John Gruden got there, they had one bad year, but before that, they were really good. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, who do you have for the Giants?
0: I have them selecting Dwayne Haskins, Boom, six overall. Here. I think he is a could be a really good quarterback, and I think giving him a year to, or half a year to sit behind Eli Manning um, would be great for them. And I think that eventually, maybe next year, a fully led Haskins, Saquon Barkley, Odell, and Evan Ingram offense would just be crazy.
1: Yeah, that that's that's exactly the same reason I said that. I mean, that I mean they have to make that pick at this point.
0: Yeah, and I mean if they do end up getting Nick Foles in free agency cuz the Eagles would never trade him there, if they if the Eagles can't work out a trade with Jacksonville to send them Nick Foles and the Giants and, and then I think Nick Foles will go to the Giants and then I think they don't take Dwayne Haskins. Oh well, yeah. I don't think they take a quarterback then. I think that they wait till next year or the year after and then trade up and maybe take Trevor Lawrence or Tua. Oh yeah. Um that's going to be a stacked class. It will be, um, but I think they'll be end up being number one and number two overall picks. Yeah, uh, just like uh, Jared Goff and Carson went a couple years ago. But I think that right now Dwayne Haskins is the best bet for them. I don't think Nick Foles will go to the Giants if if he gets the choice. If he doesn't get the choice, he won't go to the Giants. Right. Um, Yes, but I think Dwayne Haskins is the perfect pick for them.
1: All right, next is the Redskins. Who do you have for them?
0: I have them selecting Kyler Murray at number 15. I think he will slide, actually. Not by doing anything wrong himself. Just because I can't imagine Kyler Murray playing for Denver. Yeah, John Alley, when when select him. Right, and I think that, uh, we'll get to who I had Denver taking here in a sec, but he, he's not going to fit there. He's not like the big guy that would fit in Denver. Miami, I think they need a more pro-ready guy. So I have Washington trading for Case Keenum or the Broncos cut him, and then I have them signing Case Keenum uh, to go in and fill in for Alex Smith because he's not going to be playing next year. Uh, he The awful leg injury. Right. I think that, that just ended it um, for his career. But I think they could trade for Case Keenum, let him play, have Kyle Murray below him and develop with uh, Jay Gruden, the Washington head coach. Um, I think it's a great pick for them. As an Eagles fan, I'd hate to see him play him twice a year. I think he's going to be a great quarterback, even though he's undersized. Mm-hmm. But – that's a rough division for him to be playing in with the uh, stats bottom, uh, the stacked Cowboys and Eagles defensive lines mm-hmm. but I think he'll be very successful in Washington uh, he would also be very successful in uh, New York but I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that the Giants will take him and I think that he'll slide to 15 and have Washington take him Yeah, I, I said that they would, uh, they would take
1: Andrew Locke because I had uh, Kyler Murray going earlier I just think that um, that's the next guy in line at this point. Besides uh, the Duke guy, but I, I think he'll he would go uh, later, or or the Dolphins would take him. But I I still think the Redskins would take Andrew Locke. He's a solid quarterback out of Missouri, and uh, I, I think he's he would be
0: the next one to go. Yeah, so that's that's uh, my my thought is that Denver. Um, will select him at 10th just because he is the closest to Joe Flacco out of any of the quarterbacks in this draft. Right. So if he can end up going there and developing behind Joe Flacco uh, a season, that would be great for him. And I think that a lot of the flaws that are saying he has would be perfect and like I said about Daniel Jones, really, it's Dwayne Haskins and Colin Murray, who are the flashy guys. Mm. And then there's Drew Locke, uh, Daniel Jones, and um, uh, Drew oof, Drew Locke and Daniel Jones that are the less flashy guys. right? And I think that uh, Daniel Jones, people are saying, I just was reading some of the scouting reports on him earlier today, people think that he, he really impressed people at the senior bowl, and they think... He has the potential to be the best quarterback out of this class, but he's not as flashy as the Daniel, as uh, Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, which is why I think he's perfect in Miami. I think that you need to be flashy to go to New York. That's why this Jets pick Sam Darnold. That's why the uh, I think Dwayne Haskins fit not perfectly in New York. Yeah, and then Kyler Murray, the NFC used to say really historic and flashy division, and I think that Kyler Murray is a great fit um and the redskins need to make a splash at quarterback because they had rg3 and they had Kirk Cousins, but they haven't treated any of them correctly and i think kyler murray fits that mold of a guy that i think they will treat correctly because he's just too flashy not to and there's the threat that he says i don't want to be here anymore and goes to play and goes to play baseball right so even though he said that he's committed to being an nfl quarterback But if he shows up and their owner, who is a known dirtbag, starts to be more of a dirtbag to him, he's going to say, nah, screw this. I'll pay you back my bonus. Let me go play baseball. Where he can make more money anyways. Well, he'll make guaranteed money. And you can see guys like uh, Manny Machado just signed a $300 million deal. Bryce Harper is going to get paid that, if not more than that, by the Phillies. It's going to be... It's crazy. Yeah. It's that, those are the kind of money that those guys are making over there. and It's, it's enticing. Yeah. Um, and now he would be in the minor leagues for a little bit, but I think it's still possible. Um, moving on from the Redskins down to the New England Patriots. Who do you have? Do you have them taking a quarterback in this year's draft to replace Tom Brady? Well, I know you do. I think they're going to wait. I do not
1: see them picking a quarterback uh, yet. I think they're just going to stick with Brady. Uh, I, I think they'll draft a the quarterback in two or three years when Brady retires.
0: I don't see them doing it this early. So, I have them taking the Jimmy Garoppolo. So, having him be able to sit behind and develop into a really good quarterback, like we saw Jimmy Garoppolo be as soon as he got – or as soon as he started playing for the 49ers. Right. Not last season, but the season before. Yep. Before he got injured. Right. Ryan Finley out of oh, yeah, State, I believe. I think – he is the, the pick for them. Um, I think he is based off of these scouting reports that I've read. He is the most ready to develop in two years. He'll be twenty six. He has a late birthday. It's 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 important for him to uh, develop. I don't think that if you know the Redskins took him and didn't sign Case Keenum, or the uh, Dolphins took him. I don't, I don't think that he would develop, develop well yeah. in either of those teams because he'd be immediately thrown into the fire. But if he can get two years in a stable organization with some of the best development staff in the world, in, or in the world, Randy School, yeah. really, I think that's a great pick for them. However, if they decide to go Noah Fant in the first round and they wait and no one's available, they could potentially go uh, their, their Jake Browning, I believe, out of Washington, yep. and Trace McSorley out of Penn State. I watched both those guys play. I watched some of their uh, film. They're really good. Jake, They're yeah, Jake Browning think. is definitely underrated for Washington. And, right, and looking at some of the stuff that Trace McSorley had, yeah. he could potentially be something in the next level. I do think that each of those guys could potentially go in the 6th or 7th round, just like Tom Brady, and uh, be that development. And giving two years to each of those guys would be Incredible for them. So if Ryan Finley ends up going, I think they'll probably take him in the second round. They'll take No. Fan in the first round if he's in there. I think that he could potentially be the heir to uh, the to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick dynasty, and then it would be the Mc, McDaniels Finley dynasty. Right. Um, who knows? Maybe this. Maybe in ten years, the Patriots will have twelve Super Bowls. Hopefully not. I I'd, I hope not. Um, but it's it's. I, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's possible. Um, un- unlikely but possible. Uh, now moving on to the, yeah, and that's, I think, I think that's it. Yep. All right. So that is the that's the football section. Ending. Yep. All right.
1: Okay. Now we're on to the soccer section.
0: Uh, Tommy, take it away. All right. So there are obviously two teams in main competition to win the league with Tottenham five points behind them. Man City and Liverpool are tied on 65 points. With Liverpool have the the game in hand. Liverpool have the game in hand. Man City are currently first on goal difference, but, you know, Liverpool does have one less game played. What do you think? How do you, as a Liverpool fan, think this season will end? Liverpool are going to win their first title,
1: and it seems they're going to do it. Have the game in hand on Man City. Man City are really focused in on the Champions League as, as of now. They're going to try and win that. I think Liverpool are not as focused on the Champions League and are going to put everything into winning the league this season. And I think they are finally going to do it for us Liverpool fans. Wow.
0: That's, that's a bold – I mean, it's not really a bold prediction anymore now, is it? <laughs> All right. So, I do think that Liverpool will win the league as well, as much as I hate it as a Man United fan. I. Uh, I I, I can't see them not winning the league. I don't think they're 100% focused in on on the uh, Champions League. I think they're focused on winning the Premier League as that first step um, towards European uh, title competition. But Man City, I think, will go far in the Champions League and will also have a very successful season. Yeah, kind of like a flip-flop of last season. Yeah, almost exactly, yeah. Um, Alright, moving on from that. Now to my favorite story of the Premier League this season. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the former United striker, retired, coached, and then came back to replace Jose Mourinho, who I hate his guts. We have now, he has now only lost one game. To two nothing to PSG in the Champions League. We have beaten Chelsea. We have beaten very good teams, and now he brought us up from sixth to fourth. We are now in the Champions League spots. Nine points out of third behind Tottenham. What? <clears throat> obviously, my thoughts are very ecstatic about this. <laughs> I don't know if we should sign him permanently yet. I like Pochettino for Spurs, who were reportedly trying to buy from them just like a player. If he takes us in the Champions League, League, though, I think we should keep him. What are your thoughts on
1: Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Look, he's done a fantastic job, and props to him. But I think a lot of this comes from Jose Mourinho. I told you as soon as Manchester, uh, Manchester City time signed uh, Pep uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Ah, oh, forget it. Pep. Uh, and Manchester United signed Jose Mourinho that Pep uh, was going to be the better manager. And I knew that going in because... I've seen the way that Jose Mourinho coaches, and it's very defensive, and it's, he, after a couple of years when it's not working, he starts blaming the team, and it doesn't work out because then the players don't want to play for him. Like, who wants to play for a guy that keeps uh, blaming you for every result? And granted, right. he did have some reason to that, but it, in the end, comes down to the manager's decision and what he, the people he's putting in the game, and you can't blame every result on the team, nor should you. And I think this is just a mental relief from Jose Mourinho and having this former Manchester United legend under, of course, the great Sir Alex Ferguson, right, mm-hmm. going into Manchester United, completely changes everything, actually plays Paul Pogba. The team feels like they're at their best. I think it's just a change of mindset rather than a whole other tactics change, which the tactics have changed, but not... Mm-hmm. To the greatest extent, I think it's just to the fact that they are ready for Jose Mourinho to be gone. And now that he is gone, they can actually start having fun and
0: win games. Right. So the difference is that Mourinho is very negative and defensive. Yes. And, you know, blame the players, which is not a very good leadership tactic. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is very positive and attacking and is kind of a fun guy. Exactly. And I think for half a season... That's perfect, but I don't know if that will continue into next year, which is why I want to see how he rebounds in the Champions League against PSG after an ugly loss at home. Right, It's rough. It was a rough game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really not a great showing for Man United. However, the way that Solskjaer rebounds from that is very,
1: very, very important. Yes, because you have to have a really good balance. Like Pep and Jurgen Klopp for Liverpool, they are very player-friendly, like they like to have a good time, but they also know when to coach. I don't know Mm -hmm. if Gunner has that mentality yet, but we will see it in the comeback against PSG in Paris, which is going to be a
0: tough one. Right. So, moving on from my Manchester United to (laughs) my second favorite story of this year, the sorry collapse at Chelsea. Yeah. They they moved down from fourth to sixth. Mm-hmm. They have been beaten. They lost what six nothing to Man City. Oh yeah. It's incredible that all these things are happening. Um now they do have eleven points between them and wolves, six to seven. However, <laughs> it's a it's a it's rough for them. I don't I don't necessarily think that sorry will I think do you think Sorry will be the head coach of Chelsea Football Club come next season? No, I do not. I don't think he will be either. This is it's. They have Pulisic coming in. Oh yeah, which I'm really huge excited signing, for. huge signing. Right, they just need to. Uh, they they need to bring in a new guy. I don't know who, but not, not Sorry. Look, I'm I'm gonna relate this right back to Jose Mourinho. It's the same toxic
1: manager situation. They, as soon as the manager starts blaming the players for any team, you see what happens. They start tanking. The players don't want to play for that guy because they're not leading, they're blaming. That's exactly right. what's happened for Chelsea as it did for Manchester United, and mm-hmm. I don't see this turning around until they get a new manager. Right,
0: and I feel like there's some great candidates out there. Maybe Chelsea puts in a bid for Maybe they get Zidane.
1: Zidane's still out there, yeah, exactly. Zidane is
0: definitely still available, but It's 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 crazy. This is how this is happening, but you saw the way that Zidane managed Real Madrid. It was very it was was positive. It won what three straight Champions League. I could see him working at Chelsea the way he likes to
1: work the midfield up to the four. I could really see Zinedine Zidane being the next Chelsea manager.
0: Right. I could really see that. Right. And what's worrying about Chelsea? And sorry. Is that their entire team is played through Jorginho. Right. All of it. Man mm-hmm. United literally just had to shut down Jorginho and the
1: entire team shut down. Well, and, and what, what Chelsea used to be really good at is working Conte into the mix and De Bruyne. Or, sorry, not De Bruyne. What am I talking about? Uh, but. Con- Hazard. Le- yes, that's it. Uh, into the mix, um, in the midfield and controlling games because those guys are midfield geniuses. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hazard knows how to get up top also but I'm just sorry he he lays it all on that one player and it just doesn't work because it's just like any MMA fight in the NFL game you have one player shut down that one player they don't know what to do
0: right and I I think that um, once they get in a new manager like Zidane that could potentially uh, convince Hazard to stay oh yeah and not go to uh, Real Madrid cuz right now you your team you could play Iguain, who's an amazing striker at, at striker uh Eden Hazard on the left Pulisic on the right oh man and then Kante, Kovacic and Jorginho in the middle Alonso which is I bet, yeah it, it it's incredible Kappa, this team is yeah.
1: kept goalkeeper their is an yeah. amazing Better than Courtois and
0: uh, at Real at Real Madrid, right? It's uh, it's 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 incredible. That this is how the season's gone for them with such a great team. But they also have Ross Barkley that just sit, that sits on the bench. Yeah, like it, I think yeah. that they do need a couple more pieces, but. This is a really, really, really solid team that's just not being managed right. I've seen this story before. It's called Jose Mourinho. They need to get rid of him as soon as possible. Right. All right, moving on to the from the Premier League to the Champions League. All right. We're going to review some of these results. <laughs> um, we're going to start off with Manchester United versus PSG. We're going to go over the bigger games. Um. Man United lost 2-0 to PSG at Old Trafford. <sighs> a rough game. I believe Pogba got red carded. It's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's rough. Was, Mbappe oh. tore us up the whole time. It was 17 fouls. It was just a rough, rough
1: game. Well, and that, I was just about to say that thing. You know, it, it wasn't only that PSG got two away goals against Manchester United's none. Uh, it was the fact that Manchester United and PSG both had so many yellow cards that like, I think three players at least are going to be suspended on each team for the next leg, just battering the teams. And now all PSG have to do is play a little bit defensive, not let Manchester United score two goals, and they're in the clear. Uh, It was was really poor by Manchester United, and towards the end of the game, I, I just saw PSG just passing the ball out. Manchester United weren't even really running for it. It was just a really... Right. It was a sad ending
0: to the game. And I, I don't necessarily... I think two goals is a man... It's, it's a really hard comeback, but it's... It's doable, manageable. yeah. It's we, doable. We, we, we've seen harder comebacks before. PSG-Barcelona is insane. It was rigged the right. second game, but still crazy. PSG has a, a history of uh, choking away mm-hmm. these games. I... I I don't know what's going to happen. To be, to be quite honest with you, I don't know. I want to say that we will make a comeback, but I'm not sure. This is going to be the biggest check test of Solskjaer so far. Um, obviously, I it could make or break his Manchester United managing career. It really could, because I think Pochettino coaches coaches us back from it, or never lets it happen in the first place. Right. Oh yeah. It, it was at least Sol- the, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So I think Solskjaer coming in will be. Uh, if SoScar can manage us back from it, I think we'll be a lot better off. Yeah. Speaking of Mauricio Pochettino, moving on to Tottenham versus Dortmund. Tottenham won three nothing in England. What are your thoughts on this? Huge game? upset. I thought Dortmund were gonna really come in
1: there and win three nothing against Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham have been really like a dark horse this season for every competition. They they spent no money. Uh, for stuff over the uh the break, but they've proved that they didn't need to, and it was a really bold manager uh, decision. But so far, it's paid off. I do think Dortmund will come back a little bit, but I still think
0: Tottenham will overall win the series because of the three nil
1: lead over Dortmund.
0: Right, I definitely agree with you. I think three nil, and especially for Dortmund, is a little too much. And I think that it's better for Dortmund to focus on winning Barely. Bundesliga, which oh, yeah. they have a very good shot of doing that's this year. Surprisingly, crazy. yeah, right. Um, that's all you can say about that game. Tottenham thrashed Dortmund at home. Tottenham needs to sit back in Germany, and uh, which, is, not which is this is not easy to
1: do. Dortmund have the most intense atmosphere in Germany, but
0: I think they should be able to do it. Yes. All right. So moving on to. Ajax versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid went to the Netherlands and won 2-1, which is honestly kind of surprising considering how Real Madrid's season has gone so far. Yeah, it was 1-1 until like
1: the 90th minute where Real Madrid scored. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't be surprised if Real Madrid choke ch- uh, choke it. I-, I think the next leg will be like 0-0 or something, and then Real Madrid will get knocked out in the quarter fi- quarterfinals. I don't see them going any further, but the season
0: they've been having,
1: it's been pretty terrible. Yeah.
0: Right. Moving on to Lyon versus Barcelona. I uh, Barcelona drew 0-0, which is surprising for them. You'd expect them to do a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, Suarez had so many missed shots. Right. He, he hasn't scored in the Champions League in forever. There was some crazy statistic that I saw. It's... <sighs> Barcelona's been having a great season, and I think they'll definitely, in Barcelona, just thrash Leon. I don't think they're anywhere close to competing with yeah. them. I-, I think that was just an unlucky game, and they'll they'll come back mm-hmm. and, you know, wipe the floor with uh, Leon. And any more thoughts on that game? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right, Liverpool by moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you start off with your thoughts on this one. You know what?
1: Liverpool should have won 4-0. And I'm not even exaggerating there. It should have been 4-0. Mane had two wide-open goals, and there were two other really good chances. I, we just couldn't – Liverpool couldn't finish. Well, oh, We couldn't finish. I think the focus was a little bit off. And going into Bayern, I would say we definitely don't have the home advantage because going to Bayern is not easy. But if we pull out a 1-1 tie, we do win. So it's not the end of the world. Right.
0: Um. Moving on from that game to Atletico Madrid versus Juventus with my spot on Spanish accent. Well done, man. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Atletico Madrid wins 2-0 in Madrid. Ronaldo! Yes! He lost. Lost 2 nothing. Boom. Now he has to go. Now he has to let Atletico Madrid come to Turin, and he has to score two goals and not concede any. Because if they concede and they draw, so if Atletico Madrid wins... It would have to be or Juventus or wins... Right, if Juventus wins 3-1, Atletico Madrid goes through on away goals, which is incredible. Um, I, <clears throat> I, I really hope that uh, this game... Can Atletico are really good.
1: Yeah. are I love Atletico. They're really good this season. They're really good. You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, Diego Simeone, uh, their their coach, played a really, really uh, uh, difficult and, like, uh, I don't know what to say here. But, like, he took a huge risk in putting uh, both of his strikers up top. But it definitely paid off against Juventus, who did not see that coming. Bold game plan. Uh, It worked. uh, Yes.
0: Moving on to Schalke, the German side, versus Man City. I texted you about this. Yeah. And wow, I was so excited. I was so excited. Yeah. I was like, yes, Man City's going to lose. They're going to get knocked out. If Liverpool gets knocked out, if Ronaldo gets knocked out, I can watch the rest of the Champions League not caring who wins. Because either way, I'll probably go for Dortmund because of Pulisic. Now, now Man City won. They made the comeback. It was incredible.
1: That was insane. Uh, we po- it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I posted this on our Instagram, Leroy Sané. Uh, it, I was watching this live, and I saw that free kick, and when that went in, I was like, Man City's coming back. There was no it's... question in my
0: mind. That was insane. It was crazy. Shot goes up 2-1 going into halftime. Two penalties. 85th minute, Leroy Sané nails an incredible free kick. Oh, spectacular. Well, And you know what? Credit
1: to Schalke because, wow, underdogs by a mile and put a game on with Manchester City. I definitely don't think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a blowout in the next game. But credit to
0: Schalke in front of their home fans to put on a game. Especially playing in Manchester. And the Raheem Sterling scores at the 90th minute to give Man City the third away goal. And the W. Ultimendi with a 68th minute red card. Definitely a big factor. Moving on from these games, who do you think will be playing in the Champions League final just off the top here? Final. Ooh, Well, this
1: is a tough one. Uh, I think that it will be Atletico Madrid versus PSG. If they, unless, really? Because you, you never know how the draws are going to go, but if the draws work up uh, to their favor, I think it will be Atletico versus uh, PSG. Just based off this first leg, Barcelona looked good, but not good enough. Uh, Liverpool are mm-hmm. not focused. Uh, Manchester United are not focused enough, I guess, or are not figured out yet. Roma, Porto aren't good enough. Manchester City, I think they'll make it to the semifinals and lose. I just think they will lack that last bit. Uh, and then Bayern, they never, they, they never make it past the semif- semifinals.
0: So, all right, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. My prediction is going to be Barcelona versus Man City if the draws work out. Both good Barcelona games. is too good. Barcelona is too good to lose to Lyon. Man City just showed that they can overcome adversity. They were down 2-1 and scored two goals in five minutes. It's, I think that Man City will definitely go far in the Champions League. They made a comeback down 2-1 with 10 men. it, And against an underdog in Schalke, but still... Schalke were playing well still, in the game. Right, and still a tough game. Alright, and I believe that would conclude our soccer segment. Yep, next up is MMA. Yep.
1: All right, now it's time for our last section, the MMA section, and I want to start off by uh, congratulating George St. Pierre, GSP, on his retirement, fantastic UFC career, and uh, all the best to him.
0: Yeah, it's a legendary fighter. He was 37, his, his, his end of his career had come. That's a long time to be fighting.
1: Just, Congratulations. Yeah, really good.
0: Congratulations.
1: For me he's the uh he's the go to the UFC uh after he won his middleweight uh, title fight over Michael Bisping that sealed it for me. He was the best of all time. And it's not it's not because of the amount of uh title defenses because of the way that he actually did those title defenses and like just his the way his fight IQ worked uh, just a true legend and my uh, greatest of all time UFC fighter. Yes. I, I agree. All right, uh, moving on. So the first fight night on ESPN was last Saturday. And I, I will say I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic to have free fight, uh, a free fight on uh, ESPN. Francis Ngannou, uh, of course, buckled Cain Velasquez where he blew out his knee and then Francis Ngannou finished him. But mm-hmm. uh, besides that, the car was fantastic. And even that main event, it wasn't bad. It was fun to see those guys in there. Uh, I I real I really enjoyed seeing
0: free fights on ESPN. Yeah, I I, re- I watched the uh, highlights of some of those fights. Really good, actually. I was uh, surprised that that was a fight night. I thought it would have been a pay per view, but oh
1: yeah, it was stacked. But here's what I will say, and I, I I don't know if everybody has this opinion, but ESPN overall for me has been. Really, really disappointing because they put all of their content on ESPN+. Plus, and if you don't pay for ESPN+, Plus, you can't get all the free fight nights. So, like, right. for Fox, you used to have a fight night every weekend. Almost every weekend. And it was free. Now you only get it once every month. And you don't get to see the weigh-in, pre-fight show, post-fight show. You get you, you do get some uh, UFC content on regular TV, but rarely do you get a ton of and usually they don't even uh, – the whole back fights for uh, college basketball or whatever they have on before, kind of making it second nature. At least put it on like ESPN2 while it waits and then put it back like Fox used to do. Uh, overall, that's what I think of it. And I, I think that it's not even the fact that ESPN Plus is expensive because it's not. It's just the, 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 the principle of the thing. We used to get free fight nights. Why
0: should we have to pay extra to get the free fight nights we would get anyways? Right, and I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like this is just a money deal for the UFC. Hopefully, it will work out. Yeah, to get better. Hopefully, it will yeah. get better because I think that the uh, fight nights, the free fight nights, were really good for the UFC. They today. were. They were fantastic,
1: I, I, and I I really enjoyed seeing all the ESPN graphics, all the analysts there. But the I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna pay for ESPN Plus because. I, I I rather get the free fight nights that I used to get. I'm not going to pay for something that I would use to get for free uh, be, just because it went to another uh, uh, network.
0: Right. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. And just looking at it from a pure business perspective, because I'm not the biggest UFC fan. I like the uh, art of MMA, but not the. Uh, I don't watch it religiously right. like I do football and soccer. Right. But it, it's from a pure business perspective, if ESPN. You can uh, just assuming I'm assuming ESPN paid more money to have it on their services, correct? Right. To make up for this difference, they had to put it on ESPN plus to make up uh, to make profit on Right. which makes sense Mm -hmm. at face value. It makes sense. However, for the UFC, was it worth having to have another barrier with watching your content in an already crowded American sports market to get more money from one company? Or exactly. was it better to have Fox be building up your brand until maybe you could even launch your own TV channel airing all these fights so you didn't like, have to rely on yeah, college basketball, just like the NFL did with NFL Network. Or uh, Breach Report be- Live. Uh, that's Bleach the new Report thing Live. on TNT. Yeah, right. And yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Uh, that's exactly. And I feel like the UFC kind of went for the money after this one. I feel like Fox is a better sports network than ESPN is right now. Uh, ESPN is purely basketball, pretty much. Uh, they they do still have, I think, Monday Night Football. But besides that, they, they, they don't have any other uh, wide range of sports like they used to. Fox has really taken that over now. And mm-hmm. I think that that is just a step back for the UFC. I think they went after the money. Right.
0: And, uh, yeah, it overall did yeah. not benefit the fans. Fox and NBC are definitely bigger for live sports than ESPN is currently. And I would even argue that maybe even their sports analysis is better as ESPN has become – Mostly political and yeah. Uh, yeah. opinion-driven, rather than analytics and uh, using statistics to back up your claims. Right, and they're uh, show they they they're not rebooting their shows. They're all the same shows. Right. And, As yeah. we know, Hunter Henry made a really big difference in that Chargers Chiefs game. I uh, should I say San Diego Chargers <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs game. Yeah, uh, Stephen A. Smith. All right, I believe that concludes our. UFC segment. Yep. That was JT Media number 11. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next time on JT Media and on our Instagram at the handle at JT Media Podcast and on our website at www.sites.google.com slash view slash JT Media Podcast. Check us out. We hope to see you there.